What's up? Oh, we're starting. Oh, oh. my God. You know, I can't, you know, I can't just like jump right into it. I haven't even put my butt on the chair. Well, now you're here. What do you have to tell the people? That I'm here. Oh, I, well, ro- I rolled that. my my uh, chair that I built into Matt Palmer's Built is strong. Room. Built is strong. And put I together. It was separate pieces. And I, you put them together. There were several pieces. There were like four. That's not built. And right. I used a screw wrench. Not a screw wrench. Not a thing. <laughs> I forget what I used for it. I used something. Okay. And it's like pop it together. I had to twist. I had to turn. That's great. You put it together very well. I did. I love that for you. I got a very strong grip. Oh, how was uh, work? You just came back, yeah? It was terrible. (laughs) It was terrible. I'm sure it was fine. My ankles hurt. I'm devastated. Oh, because of the standing. Do you think your ankles just got weaker over the quarantine? No, um, maybe. (laughs) No, I've done a lot of walking during the quarantine. Mm, I mean, So what happened? I mean, you know, it was Father's Day. So, of course, have you all the fathers, they want all their burgers. Oh, uh, were there lots of people in there? Uh, it, there were more people in there than, like, there have been since we, like, reopened for okay. dining. But, like, takeout was, like, nuts. That's, mm. nuts, nuts. And were there people at the bar with you? No, I had oh. no customers. I love that. <laughs> I had no customers. But I, uh, we, because the thing is, like, now, because no one sits at the counter, yeah. I make a portion of the takeouts tips. Right. Um, so, I still made, like, a hundred bucks. Hey, we love that. Because, like, there was... That much takeout. All and right. With two other takeout people, like maybe, and like all of us splitting it. So, hey, I'm like making out like a bandit guy. Good for you. You're I'm, doing it. You're I'm killing it. Richie Rich now. That's you. Yeah. Aren't into you a- jealous? I'm okay, but I'm happy for you. Well, what'd you do today? Oh, I I had a great day. It was really low key, really relaxing. And I mean, I'll talk about something I just watched, which you saw me watching, but it'll come up a little later. Okay, let's go. Oh, let's go. Let's get into it. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Two Game Mats podcast. That's Matt Palmer. And it's Matt Steele. And we're back again another week. Yeah, this was my birthday. Yes, your birthday. Friday the 19th was my birthday. Yes, it also was Juneteenth, but. It also was Juneteenth. Well. Yeah, <laughs> it was, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. But first, it was my birthday. Okay. <laughs> sure. Okay, maybe not. I don't mean that. <laughs> no, how, nobody, I please know. take a sound bite You're of this about to and, get and, destroy, and destroy my. my I know. Life. Uh, well, how was your birthday? It was lovely. Yes. It was a lovely day. I had um, lunch, like a, a nice little distance lunch. With my friend Megan, she bought me sushi, and then I got boba. She watched me get boba. Okay, um, she didn't want it herself. Yeah, and I was like, "Well, I'm getting it." Okay, um, <laughs> that's so, not a nice way to talk to a friend that took you to lunch. But uh, well, you know, she, she, I, I needed my birthday boba. Okay, you know, and she was just there along for the ride. Good for her. Um, and so then uh, I came home, and then I went up to the valley to my friend Fernando's, and Matt Palmer came along, I did. And, and we, a couple of us, we, Fernando has like a little uh, back garage area. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he has a projector, and he was able to project uh, a League of Their Own. We all yes. watched, sat down and we watched League of Their Own. My first time seeing Matt Palmer's first time. He broke his League of Their Own virginity. I did, and you you seemed to enjoy it. Was it. Cute. Yeah, it was cute. I was invested. It's movie? very cute. It was a little. I couldn't tell Fernando because I felt like he was. In a, he's a, a pricklier pair sometimes, <laughs> but it was a little quiet, so it's I just couldn't very serious. hear every word that was being said. Oh, you couldn't hear? No, it, that it was kind of quiet. Oh, I from, could hear it fine. No, I think I was behind the the laptop, and so the speaker was kind of. Oh my blocked. god! So, so I didn't hear. All. I could get the gist, like, oh, they're playing baseball, the ladies. Oh my god! We <laughs> need to watch it now. I didn't get every word. The script's incredible. I, I love it. Everything they do with the characters, it's it's That's incredible. Great. It's a league of their own. It's one of the greatest movies ever. All right. Ever 
everyone loves League of Their Own. Well, I guess I love it now. I love it, you know, on mute. So wow. <laughs> if you love it, if you love it on mute, you'll love it with sound. I bet. I bet. Uh, and uh, the performances, that, yeah. That was a lovely birthday. And we got to sit outside and be socially distant and be safe, but still enjoy company. Yeah, it was so. great. My my friend Corey made me a cake. He made me a lemon, lemon lavender cake. Very kind. He, I told him I did like slipped out one day that I like lavender. Okay. Um, and so he's like, I'm gonna make you a lavender birthday cake. And I was like, okay, great. And he also knows I like fruit. So mm. like he's like lemon lavender, let's make it work. And it was delicious and wonderful. Great. Um they also my friends like I my friends were like, What kind of like do food do you want on your birthday? And I'm like, uh, if I could just have a cake made out of soft pretzels, I would. Mm. And so then all of a sudden they came out with soft pretzels. With very nice. Very cute. I love that. Yeah. So they knew you- I was having a bad week last week. So <laughs> so they're like they're like, oh god, I have to make sure Master has right, a really did, good birthday. Did it work? Did it turn your week around? And my week was very nice. I love I have that. To say. That's you awesome. Know, you know, touch of sadness, <laughs> but <laughs> but still a very good week, a very good birthday. Yes, I'm, I'm blessed with such wonderful. Parents. It's true. You're very lucky. Not what everybody has. What did you do this week? This week, I celebrate my birth. I celebrated your birth. Um, we got Juneteenth half off, so I got to stop working at 1 p.m. Oh, on hey Friday. Work. So we love that. And my favorite Mexican restaurant, San Antonio's, around the corner, has opened back up mm-hmm. for takeout. And uh, also, I guess dine in. I went in to get my pick up my takeout, and I was like, really? You guys are like sitting not even outside. You're sitting. Like, I'm sure there was outside seating available, but y'all are really choosing to sit in this place, which is really nice and lovely, but like very much a cave. Like it's you're like if I've only been there once and it is a little it's cave-y. a cave. Yeah. It's like germs are going to be bouncing back and forth. It's going to be happening in Don Antonio's. Yeah. People did not care. So, you know, best of luck to all of well, them. I mean, but they were seating people like tables apart, right? Like yeah. legally they <laughs> should be doing. That. Uh, yes. I don't know. I. It looked, I didn't love being in there for the moment I was in there. I was like okay. in the doorway with my mask on. So okay. I wish them all the best, but it was, it was a choice, but it was nice to get a machaca burrito, which is a burrito with a little bit of egg moments, which you know I love. Okay. And that is my favorite meal there. It's also super cheap. And uh, the girls from the Hills used to go on there on the show. So I mean, what's oh, not did they really? They did. They went to Don Antonio's, wow. can you believe? Uh, so yeah, so it, it really has everything. So I also um, consumed a lot of good content and worked a little bit on music stuff. I should probably work on more. I'm going to work on a bit more tomorrow, but you know, things are happening. Things are moving. Things are shaking. And, and it was good. It was a good week. That's good. I know. I love that for us. Uh, so should we just hop in? To news Why not? Let's hop right in. Oh, and it's right at six minutes and 19 seconds, six nineteen. my birthday. Okay. So we're done talking <laughs> about your birthday. Okay. That was the last moment. I was I'm, just saying it's ironic that like, that's the moment that caught my eye on the computer screen with the, where I see the time flash. Okay. So <laughs> there was a new trailer that dropped very recently. Literally like 10 minutes well, or like an hour ago. It Ben Lin Manuel Miranda's coming to Disney Plus with his trailer for Hamilton. It will be released on July 3rd. Matt Steele, do you have any knee jerk reactions to the trailer? Can't wait to see it. Can't wait to see it. It looked like there were lots of camera angles. I mean, I guess the last film theater moment I saw was Sunday in the Park with George. That was probably done many decades ago. So I was like, wow, they really improved the the look of these film theatrical events. I mean, you've seen film theatrical events before. I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to think of what. Oh, you mean like the ones on the ABC and all of that. Those are different. I was going to say. Those are like television. What other film theatrical things have I seen? Oh, come on. You've seen. I saw uh, Cinderella with Brandy. That's not a that. that's not a theatrical know, event. That was a made for TV movie. I loved it. Like you didn't ever saw like any bits of like the Kathy Rigby Peter Pan. No, good God. Don't good God that. <laughs> I mean, I just don't know that I'm a Peter Pan 
person. Well, you will be next birthday. We're going to watch it, but we're going to watch the Mary Martin version. But we love Kathy. But okay, we have, <laughs> have Mary Martin on DVD. Yeah, yeah no, I don't think I've ever watched, you know, outside of Sending the Park of George, a film theatrical moment like what that. yeah so what did you watch as a child i watched music videos by mariah carey music and videos the like. suck they com- compared not. to film theatrical i had not things. the one that i saw i would choose most music videos over what i saw on that screen okay any wow. other questions wow. wow yes so that's what i was watching as a child so everyone's lives are different but i'm excited to see my second theatrical live event i guess it's not live they filmed over several performances i assume yeah i i would imagine they filmed over a couple yeah they, they t- had some takes right yeah okay. Okay, well, I'm excited to see it. I mean, I Legally did... Blonde. Oh, I did see Legally yes, Blonde. Yes, you did see Legally All Blonde. All right, third. Yeah. Oh, Legally Blonde was great. I know. <laughs> I was there in that audience. I know. Though, and you I saw heard, me in the crowd. I heard like, there hey. was some overdubbing. Uh, okay, well. <laughs> That's just what I heard. I mean, word on the street. Can you confirm or deny? I can confirm that one part sounded differently <laughs> than on screen than it did live in All that right. moment. All right. Was it so much better? <laughs> I, well, on, on the television, you know, I I signed an NDA. Oh well, there you so. go. I'm, I'm, I'm sure someone's coming for you. Someone from like 2006 MTV is coming at your neck. 2007. Right now. Whatever, I don't care. Get the year right. It doesn't really matter. It matters. It does. You know, I'm all about years and getting the years well, right. Well, so how old are you? Since we're talking years. Uh, uh, I look. I look, not my question. I I look. My coworker Bree. Uh, a couple days before my birthday, uh-huh. I was like, oh, it's gonna be my birthday and she uh, was just like oh how old are you uh, are gonna be and I was just like Brie I told you I've told you my age like five times and she's just like you're 24 and I'm like yeah okay well <laughs> so I'm glad to hear you're still lying to people <laughs> at your age um so what something that happened in the middle of your birthday celebration yeah and we not, almost had to leave a league I, of their own honestly guys, we thought an album dropped is there anything more exciting but also terrifying than getting a text that all caps just at any point of the day that just says Beyonce because <laughs> that's what occurred to me we were talking about something else I don't even remember what people were talking about but I was just like Beyonce Beyonce put out something Beyonce put out something and mm-hmm. I like interrupted everyone because I had to know and so she dropped a new single entitled Black Parade it was a Juneteenth release and all the proceeds from that song are going to uh, black owned businesses which is super cool and the song is amazing per usual for Beyonce like I love it I have something to admit <gasps> on this podcast have you not listened to it I have not <gasps> listened to it <gasps> Feels that is embarrassing. I'm, I've been busy. It was my birthday on Friday, and then Saturday I had to work, and then Sunday I had to work. I mean, I you didn't work for twenty four hours a day, darling. What did you do in between? I was doing well. Saturday I was like sleeping. Ah, uh, boo! And then I had to work, and then like I, I've been busy. I've been stressed. Wow. You know, I'll listen to it. Wow. Not, not tonight. I'm going right to bed oh tonight. Oh my but I'll, Tomorrow. Well, let Beyonce, me tell you, everyone. You. It is excellent. It is very much. Uh, I feel like it's in the same um, family with a formation but I would say a bit more melodic than formation I think it's a song you have to listen to while reading the lyrics like you do with all of your favorite musicals because there's a lot of verbiage throughout a lot of lines that are very impressive and wonderful but that you just might not get because of how quickly is it a, it's Beyonce, a patter song it's not, I wouldn't call it a patter you song. know I love a patter song I don't believe it's Beyonce it. diving into the world of 
character actress in musical theater? I don't foresee that for her, <laughs> no. Uh, but it is definitely something you got to pay attention to. You got to listen to several times. It has a lovely horn backdrop, a big hip hop moment. And it's just, it's just amazing. And the woman can do no wrong. And I feel like there are still people out there who are like, I miss when she'd do Halo. And it's like, we all got to let go. It's not going to be a Ryan Tedder 2009 moment again. Oh, we're done and with that. We're done forever. with that. Exactly. So she is now an artist and this is her art and you can take it or leave it, but it's truly fantastic. And I urge you to listen to it and listen to it over and over again because not only will, be, will you be supporting great, amazing art, but you'll also be supporting black businesses. Two birds, one stone. We love all of that. Let's do it. And I believe it's number one on iTunes right now. So Oh, is it? Yes. Could yeah. it go number one in like Billboard? Or? I don't believe it's going to have enough radio steam for that. But okay. I mean, she already got a number one this year with Savage. So. That's true. You know, anything else would be a cherry on top. Um, in news for me, mm-hmm. <laughs> 30 Rock is coming back to NBC with an hour long special. NBC is bringing back the cast of 30 Rock for a special uh, episode Thursday, July 16th. This event will also double as an upfront for NBC in which NBC is billing it as a first of its kind all audience upfront event. Because usually those upfronts are just for like ad buyers, right? Like I don't know why you would have an upfront for the you know general public. But if it involves getting the 30 Rock cast back together on Zoom to walk through an episode. I love it and I cannot freaking wait. It is the show that I probably the show that I've watched the most since it came out. I mean, in my life, I'm sure it's neck and neck with friends because I mean, as much as all of you hate it, Friends is great. (laughs) And I realized that there are problems. It was the 90s. It was a different time. There should have been more black people. Yes. But Friends is great. But anyways, the 30 Rock is also great and a wonderful rewatch. And I watch it before I go to sleep as I'm falling asleep most nights. And I just can't wait to add another episode until uh, it's over. I'm happy for you. You Have you ever watched 30 Rock? I've never watched (gasps) 30 Rock. Oh my god! I know. I'm it's sorry. I, and every time I like see parts of it, I'm like, "This is so funny," but like, it's hilarious. I'm exhausted. <laughs> I mean, Jane Krakowski, and like, I just, I mean, if, as the lover of Mean Girls, you love how the jokes every five seconds, less oh, yeah. than five seconds, and that's the the most beautiful thing about Tina Fey's writing, which is like, "Hello, sweetie, if we could get like one more movie out of you, I would love that." If Tina, like, I don't understand why Tina Fey wrote. The like comedy script of the century yes. so far with Mean Girls. Yes. Write another movie. Just one. I realize that like maybe I, I writing a movie is exhausting. <laughs> like writing a movie is yes. exhausting. Yes. So I get it, and I get it. Like with TV, you it's more like it's not like as plot driven. Uh-huh. It's more just like okay, what what's the very small plot per episode and like joke, 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 yeah, joke. Yeah. Writing the jokes is like what's important and everything. And you know, with TV, you have a bunch of people helping you. But Tina, you got some stuff in drafts. And like, that's come the on. thing. She's just so good. And I mean, obviously, she's like raising a family. So who has the time? But like, if we get another book, you know, I assume another TV show. I could see you're developing more TV shows, but not head writing another TV show at this point. But like, mm. one more movie. Come on. Just if you one can write more. a book, you can write a movie. Oh, like, and that book is amazing. Yeah, I could never write a book. Like, a book, uh, uh, writing a book, t- I can't think of anything that sounds more exhausting than <laughs> writing a book. Like, my friend Fernando wrote an entire, like, 400, 500 page novel, uh-huh. like fantasy novel and everything. And it's actually like really quite good, like very, very good. Um, and just the 
the creativity and just the detail that's right. involved is just like exhausting. Like he talks about it and I'm just like, I'm exhausted. I know. Not everybody has that. Not everybody has the Tina Fey ability to do that. So she should get on it. I mean, I just want more content from her in any way I can get it. So this special will do it for me. But speaking of books, mm-hmm. supposedly Mariah's memoir, which is coming out, uh, I heard in September, but don't quote me. I could be wrong. It has a title. Are you ready for the title? Oh, you haven't gotten this. Oh, we, I guess we haven't gotten no, a title we haven't gotten yet. the title. What's the title? It's called. <laughs> it's called Moments. It's not called. We think it's called Moments. No. Uh, it's called The Meaning of Mariah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. Okay. Tell it. Tell it. I, I mean, the things we're worried about. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, we're, we're diving into the yes, things we're Yes, the things we're worried about. about I, we have heard that it might only be 283 pages. <laughs> And it's like Jessica Simpson's book is over 400 pages and like we love everybody but like Mariah has so much just like that she could say that's shorter than like a middle school like a middle grade novel I need more I mean unless we're beginning a book series unless this is like a Harry Potter moment for like autobiographies I I need more Wait than I'm sorry I I I <laughs> Maybe I've not caught it. Maybe I like blacked out. But like, did you say it's rumored that it's 280 pages? It like supposedly there's like a German website that has it up for pre-order already. And that's where the title came from. Okay. And it said 283 pages. Something that's, that, that can't, can't be, be right. right. That can't be right. That right? can't be right. She loves to write. You heard in Faded, right? <laughs> <laughs> right? And she got the pencils. She got and that's the, paper. the thing. I mean, I mean, and she has to really stretch that vocab. I mean, the whole thing is people want to get their fucking ten cent words out of Mariah, and we oh can't my do God. that all, all in two hundred eighty-three pages. Yeah, I imagine all the words longer than like uh, like seven letters combined are equal to two hundred eighty-three <laughs> exactly. pages. Like so. I'm going to keep an eye out. I'm going to keep an ear to the ground and see if that number increases. If we get more, because that's just not, that's not enough. If, if it's 280 pages, that's not enough. That, that's like just not enough. That's beyond not enough. Like that is, I can't deal with that length. I really can't. Unless it's like one of many, which, you know, I'll be ready for, but like I want it all now. That's literally like a babysitter's club. <laughs> like, I want more. I want more. Um, in other good news for the gays, mm-hmm. beyond the meaning of Mariah, uh, there the Supreme Court has issued a monumental ruling in LGBTQ rights, and it's saying that we can no longer be fired federally for being homosexual. I love that. Or trans or queer or however you identify. And so we love that. We love civil rights. We love that it's six to three. It is one of those things where it's like, this was still up for a little I know, six to three. <laughs> like, what were the threes? Whoa. Even, like, Neil Gorsuch said yes. I know, I know. And you see Brett Kavanaugh, it's like, you motherfucker. I, just- <laughs> I could just punch you in the face. And I'm embarrassed. You know, Justice Alito is from my hometown in New Jersey. I did not know that. It was a very big deal when he got... Did like, everyone hate him? Or uh, was it ever, did no one know that it would turn out this way? I mean... <laughs> well, no one knew that it would turn out this right. way. Right. Um, I mean, my town is pretty blue. Okay. I mean, I'm from, I'm from New Jersey, um, in central New Jersey. So it's a very blue area. It's yeah. near, right outside of Trenton. So it's very, parts of it are very, very, very blue. Um, so it was a little like, Oh, like it's cool that, you know, a Supreme court justice, you know, he's from our town and yeah. everything, but like, Oh, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's bad. And I mean, as much as we're happy that Gorsuch like did the right thing, but it's also like you see some of the tweets that are like, I bought him for Gorsuch. No, like, when gay that Gorsuch. It's like, well, he's still a monster. We still have some questions. <laughs> exactly. He's on the right side of history here. 
there, but like, let's not go crazy, people. It like, wasn't hard to be on the right side of history. And here. really, like, I can't believe is, there's even history to be made here. I know, it's, it's just embarrassing. Like, oh my god! But you know, we'll take it. Thank I mean, you. And that's the thing is, like, we will take the little good news we get because the news has been so horrible. And honestly, yeah. I am delaying some larger news pieces just till the end of this because they're just so horrible and disgusting. Uh-huh. Where it's like, I don't really want to, yeah, talk about this, but. You know, we're here to bring you the news, the news for idiots, and if it involves idiots, then we gotta talk about it, so. But in more good news for a woman who's not always on the right side of history. <laughs> <laughs> One of my problematic faves. Yes, a problematic fave. Raven Simone is a married lady. Love it. I love that for her, so she announced to her 2.3 million Instagram followers that she's a married woman. She married a woman who understands me from trigger to joy, from breakfast to midnight snack, from stage to home. Love you, Mrs. P- Perm... Perman? Perman? Mayday? I don't Hold know. On. Perman? P E it's like Pearl without an L. Perman. Perman? Perman. Perman? Who who who's to say? Love uh, her. We love her. Let's tear this world a new asshole. I married now. <laughs> uh, now. Raven. What time? She's what married. time exactly? Now. <laughs> what time was that tweeted? You know, so I am happy that she and her partner are together and happy. It's a very cute picture of them. Yeah. We celebrate all queer love, even if, you know, they have some checkered pasts. <laughs> look, look, Raven's had just some iffy moments where she, she just talked a little too much. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I I always love Raven. I think she She's in on the Cosby show deserved an Emmy for every line she uttered. Oh, like, I mean, brilliant yeah. on the Cosby. And you know, I'm not one who just gives, you know, children flowers for showing up and being You cute. are not, and but she was excellent. She was phenomenal she was on the Cosby. Like, she was a three year old who, Lord, who just, you were just like, she knows what she's doing. Right. She knows what she's right. doing. She was incredible on that not show. Not everybody has that. Yeah. So. I love that for her. Congratulations. Um, and more wedding news. Mm-hmm. Mamma Mia. Woo. <laughs> Producer Judy Kramer says she's developing a potential third film. Did you see the second one? I didn't see the second one. I didn't one. see either I of them. I should. I heard the second one's really fun. I the mean, first one's really fun. <laughs> I've been meaning to, and it's like been brought to my attention that I, I maybe should see it. I just like, I'm not an ABBA person. You're not an ABBA head, no. But maybe the movies will, will endear me to them. And The you movies know. are just endearing and fun and right. just like stupid and silly and really pretty. Pretty and the people are pretty and right. the music's fun and I mean the music's great it's Abba you know but uh, it's really fun okay well uh, the producer said that she was uh, meant to have been getting on with that in my head during these months but then I got hit with COVID fog I think one day there will be another film because it's meant to be a trilogy you see I know Universal would like me to do it so I guess Universal's buying it so I, I mean the line Mamma Mia is meant to be a trilogy is a, a strange line to me <laughs> <laughs> like that's a strange statement right, because but it was now a- that I've heard it I'm kind of like Maybe it is. Maybe, yeah, you maybe know what? it is. You know what? What else are we doing? You know what? We're just staying inside, trying to be safe. And I love that. Um, Aunt Jemima got canceled as well. No, <laughs> I Aunt know. Jemima. So um, basically, it's honestly crazy that it's been around for 130 years. Oh. And it's like, we really just like no one. <laughs> no one's going to say anything about this. No one this. decides to like maybe like change the name yes, a little bit. Like, change, I guess they changed the packaging a little bit. So she looks a little less. They definitely changed offensive. the packaging. Yeah. Then, like, we um, call it like Aunt Jay. Yeah, Aunt Jay. Aunt Jay. We'll see. I'm excited to see what the rebrand looks like. But uh, just interesting that that also happened recently. Uh, did you see that Lil Nas X this week came out again as a barb? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw that and I was like, wait, I thought the world knew this. I think the world knew, but he like vaguely denied it when people were like, oh, this is you, right? Like you were a Nicki Minaj stan. I think this was before he came out as a 
homosexual. Yeah. Um, but then apparently Nikki, you know, he finally came out and said, admitted he was a barb, admitted that he was obsessed with Nicki Minaj in his pre-fame days and explained that he just didn't want to, to be outed before he could give a chance, like have a chance to become who he is in the music industry. And he thought that saying I'm obsessed with Nicki Minaj is like kind of like, oh, so you're gay, which, <laughs> <laughs> which I guess is not wrong <laughs> i mean i feel like if yeah i would just assume that if you a know. man was like was like i am and that's maybe not fair maybe that's you know unfair to all oh, the i'm sure there straight are straight male barbs, barbs out, there. out there you know i don't mean to erase you from the narrative but you know the knee-jerk thought is if you're in love with a of obsessed with a powerful strong pop diva yeah it's to the just, point where you're giving yourself the title of said stan name yes. and like i am a bar exactly it's like how i am a lamb and yeah. it's like i don't know that i've met a straight male lamb no one that would identify as a lamb i think they just have to know that these stan names exist yeah and then they'll be like oh well sure, I'm that. i guess i'm that yeah yeah but and they don't like like I'm wearing a Mariah shirt now. Yeah, <laughs> just so we're clear. Really, oh, you're, darling, you're wearing a Mariah tank. I now. am, darling, like, the Mariah Pride tank. I saw it on my my uh, drawer today, and I was like, you know, I haven't popped this on in a minute. Yeah, let me put it on for the two game <laughs> exactly. I well, but wasn't he like a quite an aggressive barb? Yes, online he was. So I maybe it's not so much like admitting that it was a barb, but just like oh, these really, really, really <laughs> aggressive tweets are all me. <laughs> are all me. So maybe these tweets are you know a little. Gay. <laughs> well, uh, the vernacular is a little uh, okay. Uh, I mean, very kindly of Nicki Minaj, she tweeted, "It was a bit of a sting when you denied being a bar, but I understand. Congratulations on building up your confidence to speak your truth." At Lil Nas X, and That's so cute. it was cute, That's and he's <laughs> very happy. Refers to her as a generous queen, so he's just back to being a full barb now, but also <laughs> just a person with the longest running number one in history. So yeah. you can you can do both. Who's really fucking funny? on Twitter. Oh, he's hilarious. Yeah. I'm excited. I wonder what his next music's going to sound like. Guess we got to keep our ear, our ear to the grindstone there. I'm, I'm excited. Do you think um, Nikki will collab with him? That was what started this. Oh. She, he tweeted her being like, oh, I have a song that'd be great for you. And then one of the, the out barbs was like, didn't you deny being a barb? <laughs> uh, and they were just like, excuse me, exactly. Lil Nas X. A, you, you deny being a You have a collaboration bar. with Cardi B. And mm. you deny being a barb. So mm. you're going to so explain. You, you're going to you're gonna have to make up for this and then he did all right all right <laughs> um Eva the diva has announced that she is quote unquote leaving the real housewives of atlanta oh yeah didn't she say she wasn't doing so she wasn't well? she just like she was pregnant too much on the show <laughs> she, just like, she just needs to stop being she pregnant needed to stop being pregnant and she's been pregnant a lot and i feel like um it's very kind something that um bravo likes to do unless you've done something super racist is they like to be like okay you have been fired but you can announce it in any way you'd like and they all say you know what i've chosen to leave <laughs> and it's like you didn't choose to fucking leave did you say she was chosen she was no chosen. i think she was pretty obvious like she was like i was fired <laughs> wow i think jill at the time it was just such a shock and she was so visibly like why was I fired? <laughs> she like went on every after show, like Oprah, where are they now? Just being like, I don't know why Andy Cohen fired me. <laughs> oh, queen. I miss it. Felt like her. a death. It, it felt, felt like, like a death. death. And you know the worst part? It, you didn't let me say that. Oh, that interview is truly canon. I like will never that. forget you sitting down <laughs> to watch that interview. You were so excited. I've never been. The thing is, I was so excited for it and it delivered on every level. <laughs> Everything she said is truly insane and she's so serious she's just like it felt like a death 
It felt like my funeral. It felt like you guys are my parents and you took a side. You took Bethany's side. Everyone's <laughs> and it's just like, you're out of your mind if you think of Andy Cohen as your parents. <laughs> like, get it together. I love you. Also, love yeah, that. just don't. Um, and then there, but there are also rumors that Nini is getting let go. Which Nini, Nini let go? Nini let go. I know. After all of these years, she... In fairness, did walk off the reunion before the third part even started. She wasn't in all the episodes this season. And she, I don't know. She's just like not really playing ball in a way. Like, I feel like there's just a time limit on these shows. And she's been on the show for what, 13 years, 12, 13 years. Mm-hmm. And it's at some point you, you've gotten everything you're going to get out of them. Or they've just are self-producing so much where it's just like this isn't working anymore. I don't mm-hmm. know. It's just like, I feel like there are very few OGs left on these shows now. I mean, let's. It's like you have Teresa in New Jersey. Um, the OG uh, Orange County girls have been fired. Uh, Ramona, Kyle, Ramona. Oh, I forgot about Ramona. Love Ramona. Ramona and the Countess are still on New York, and then but the Countess wasn't for a bit, right? She, yeah, she got demoted to friend of only for once. So she was there, but she was a friend of, and then mm. she came back. Um, much like Portia, who's strangely now the queen of Atlanta, and she's so great. Anyways, um, Kyle is the last one left on Beverly Hills. Is Candy Burris not an original? She was came season two. Oh, I didn't know that. I know it's crazy because she's the highest paid person on that show right now. Oh wow, and the one who gets all the spinoffs. But yeah, she was season two. Damn. Um, so I mean, there's a lot of changeover happening at Bravo right now. I feel like this whole um, racism, we're gonna actually hold white people accountable for their being racist is really biting them in the ass a little bit because <laughs> it's like <laughs> well now oh, I gotta fire everyone I, that's the thing I feel like they have tried to make Stasi and Kristen like kind of the sacrificial lambs but it's like you do have a show set in the south in which they are like on plantations like most episodes <laughs> like there was a whole storyline of Real Housewives of Dallas where they're being all being not all with this one late girls being racist to the Mexican it's like oh I thought you were a big bad Mexican and she's like I didn't think that was offensive and it's like out of your mind. What? <laughs> yeah, so it's like if Bravo was really going to face this head on, they'd have to cancel several of their shows. Damn. Like, it's just not. Yeah, whenever you watch Southern Charm, I'm always <laughs> kind of like, not Palmer. Look, it's <laughs> weird, know. but I, I grew up there. That's <laughs> so true. I know these people. See, to me, it's just like the people to me are just so like icky. I'm I, just like, I, I know them all. They're all my high school classmates. And so it's so it's interesting because like, people are like, Jersey Shore is disgusting. And I'm just like, I know these people. Like, <laughs> That's what it is. Like, it's just I, like I, I've seen that. Like this isn't disgusting this isn't to me. This, yeah, it's like yeah, sure they're doing some trashy shit, but right. like you know, like I'd be friends with them. I just like wouldn't go out and do the things they did. But right. like, I'd be buds with them. You know, uh, I don't know all those Jersey Shore people. It'd be a couple. I'd be friends with them. <laughs> all of them? Uh, I mean, I haven't Even seen Ronnie? all the seasons. Ronnie <laughs> is the hardest. Um, Ronnie, in my opinion, is also the cutest. But Ew, God, your <laughs> taste is. Ronnie is, I think, the cutest. That is. He's not got such a cute no, little smile. No, no. He's he's. Vinny is clearly the cutest. Vinny's the most endearing, cutest like personality. Vinny has the the personality that like you could like bring home to mom uh-huh. most out of all of them. And and Vinny's cute and everything. Yeah. But, like, you know, Ronnie could. Oh God. <laughs> Ronnie could get it. You love if him. he wasn't, you know. Such a mess. Yes, yes. Yes. You'd love a square man. So I love I a, a, a square, just, <laughs> you know, can barely move his arms because they're just stuck at his sides. <laughs> well, I'm, you know, there's a lid for every pot. <laughs> look, look, I like what I like. You do. I, I like I, a sturdy guy. I, I love that for you. You I know, love, I love a square for you. Um, 
the last two stories are the ones that I've been vaguely avoiding because, like, what is there to say about them really? But over the weekend, uh, several people have come out and said that they were sexually assaulted by um, two young white men, one of whom is Justin Bieber and one of whom is Ansel Elgort. Um, the stories, they're all online. So if you'd like to look up the, uh, you know, details of these stories from these people, you can. Um, I think both Justin and Ansel have now come out and, you know, vehemently denied the claims. Justin mm. wrote a whole Twitter thread about like, these are the receipts of where I was. And I was here to see Selena, Selena, Selena. And it's like, stop saying Selena Gomez's name and relation to this please like I don't think she needs to have any comment or any feelings about this like you should deal with the last thing she needs is people being like were you there exactly it's just like don't even mention her and then I think Ansel just said I had a relationship that was consensual with this person and I ended it uh, like poorly but there was never anything that was Mm non-consensual so it's definitely like a he said she said I am of course on the side of believe the victims but I wasn't there I don't know it's just I think it is important for people to tell their stories, absolutely, Um, but it just is disgusting that this is something that if we weren't living in this moment now, like, that people would be afraid to say, like, actual victims are so readily not believed that it's just, like... And it's just so it's so hard to read it and not like have your stomach turn. I mean, it it is a very bad feeling to like read the allegations and be like, oh, this is in a realm of possibilities, you know, that someone could possibly do this. You know, I obviously was not there. I don't know the relationship between any of these parties. Um, I don't know what will happen. Yeah. Um, Have they filmed West Side Story? Oh, West Side Story's done filming. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I can't wait to see it. <laughs> I mean, I just feel like if this doesn't get like very, very clear, cleaned up, that that could be weird. I, 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 I hopefully something will get cleaned up. Yes. You know, um, I wish everyone the best, I you know, just, it's hard to know what to say. Cause it's just like, well, I don't know. I, you know, just, yeah. Like I, I don't know what this is. I don't. I, I'm, I'm happy these people have felt comfortable speaking their truth. I hope that no one would fake this. So few people do just like statistically uh, that I hope no one would make something like this up just for, you know, retweets or cloud or whatever, because it takes away from the actual victims, which are the overwhelming majority there. Oh, yeah. So I don't know what to say about either of these things, except it's just like, uh, you know, there's so much horrible things, horribleness in the world these days. And I, you know, hope if these people, I hope that everyone finds what they're looking for. And if these people did go through that, that they're going to have therapy to get through it. And because that's such a traumatic event. And it just, yeah, it just makes the stomach turn. Well, so. there's also that one comedian who was accused of. Oh, yes. Chris D'Elia. I didn't yeah. bring him up because like, who is that? I, I don't know. You know, I think either. he's, yes. He's I recognize like, him. I recognize him. I think he was the co-star on Whitney Cummings show, Whitney, and I think okay. they're friends. Uh, and he was accused of, I think, grooming and or dating underage girls regularly or something. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, What? What do you get out of that? Like, I have what? never had any. Me neither. De- like I, I just cannot relate. Like I, if, I if, if like a guy is like, oh, I'm 27. I'm like too young. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, like too young. I, yeah, I do not have that <laughs> wiring for sure. And it's just like, yeah, it's just like a gross thing that if it was happening in any sort of openness, that like 
people around you could see this person and be like, how old are you? I don't know. Mm. It's just like, why had, did no one step in? It just is. It's just also your Yes. I mean, not that that should, you know, not that if you're not famous, you should be more inclined to do it. But like, it's like you're famous. Like, are you this is going to come back and fucking bite you? Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I wish everyone the best. You and your your, you got to get your white men people together. All the straight white men, you know, please talk to them about consent because a lot of people don't know what that means. But they think that they can have enough power to get whatever they want. And like. You know, again, we don't know what's true and what's not true, but if this does happen to be true for any of these people, I hope they get what's coming to them and that we never hear from them again because it's so fucking disgusting. So, yeah, (laughs) those are my feelings. I just, uh, I hope that, and I hope that people, young boys are seeing this and be like, oh, this has very real consequences. I cannot be that person. Like, no matter how powerful or famous or whatever I become, like, this is not an acceptable course of action, which, you know, it's hard to even say that we have to tell people that or like Mm -hmm. that, that messaging has not been clear up until this point, but clearly it hasn't been. So I hope that the next generation is better than ours. I think because of all you know there's such such more light on it now i do think that the younger generation of of young boys out there will see stuff like this and also i think that in general like as decades and generations go by like boys and girls are closer to each other Mm. i think so much of a problem before is just i think so much of a problem is that happened like years and years and decades and centuries prior is this constant separation of boys and girls. Mm. So boys and girls don't know how to communicate with each other. Mm. And so I think that, you know, I do think like technology helps and like having women's voices being amplified helps because I think it connects the two genders together and Mm. it gets them to understand each other's humanities more. Yeah. Um, I, I hope that. So, so yeah, I just feel like it's very much like the whole, like the, um, you know, anti-blackness is a problem that I hope white people solve because it's a white problem, and the you know fact that and misogyny is a male problem. So I hope that boys and men solve it because it's not like this isn't like oh tell your girls to do this 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 while having to outside like no no mm-hmm. all of the boys out there need to learn not to assault people. Yeah, well I think a big problem is a lot of white people and or men as well like mm. they they even if they are you know one of the good people right. which there are many 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 I I think a big problem with that is they don't know that it's out there. You know, it's, it's in, from like a white perspective, you think like, oh, you know, most people aren't racist. Right. Like those are just the crazies right. who like live in their d- trucks or something, you know, and and just seeing everything, having social media and having um, news available 24-7, you know, does shed some light on the fact that oh no these people actually really do exist yeah but I also think there are probably white people or men especially straight men out there that have been in situations where someone says something that they wouldn't say or talks about a girl or a black person in a way that they would not and like you said these are good people but to say oh I would never say that is fine but doesn't do anything but you jumping in and be like don't fucking say that that's wrong and this is why oh yeah is how the goodness would be shown oh yeah well no, because they see that it leads to much bigger problems yes. than just jokes, yes. you know, because exactly. they just see the jokes right. that they see as harmless. But now, you know, there's all this evidence that, oh, no, 
horrible, horrible things happen. Yes. Like they do happen on a regular basis. Right. You know, speaking of, Uh um, is that Michael Jackson is innocent documentary ever going to come out? Like everyone is screaming that it is in the comment section of our. I mean, I think they are referring to like a YouTube documentary. I don't know what that is, but. I wish them all the best on their future <laughs> projects. Like, wait, wait till it comes out. Wait till the truth uh-huh. comes out. It's like, okay, well, waiting. We're still waiting, yeah. So, all right, let's take a quick break. We'll be back with more 2K Mats podcast. Oh my god! <laughs> this, this was a week where we didn't get emails. You One of those that, weeks. You know what that means? Next week, twenty thousand emails. <laughs> That's how it happens. <laughs> yeah. So, so, um, so yeah. No, no emails to answer this time for email my heart section of the podcast, which is nice. You know, it's a, it's a little late. Got to go to bed. <laughs> All right. That's true. You must go to bed. So, so Matt Steele, will you tell us? What's been giving you moments this week? I will absolutely tell you. Oh, please. That's so kind. Besides, you know, I don't know if you guys knew this, but it was my birthday this week. You said you wouldn't Um, say it again. (laughs) (laughs) Besides, you know, A League of the Own, one of the greatest movies of all time. Mm. We love it. We love it. We love it. Matt Palmer needs to hear the audio next time. Next time. um, To realize how incredible it is. Um, But earlier this week, I believe it was Wednesday. It was Wednesday, June 17th. There was a benefit Zoom concert for um, an ALS foundation. Um, to raise money for the disease ALS for um, a new uh, drug to treat it. And it was hosted by Katie Couric, and it was um, for the Broadway actress Rebecca Luker, who Mm. you know, and who I'm sure our regular listeners and watchers know, is very, very, very near and dear to my heart. Rebecca Luker is, um, for those of you who don't know, is a Broadway actress. Um, She, you know, was... Uh, very much one of the great ingenues of like the 90s and the early 2000s. Um, A beautiful, beautiful soprano voice and an incredible interpreter of of music. And she uh, was recently diagnosed. I forget when she was diagnosed Mm. with ALS, but um, she came out and announced it earlier this year, um, a few months ago. And so she was performing for this uh, benefit concert. Um... And, you know, there was an interview that was released. Um, I forget if it was the New York Times, but it was a, an interview and I read it and she was talking about how ALS has um, her voice has, you know, been slowly deteriorating mm. because of ALS and mm. everything. And just reading it was so devastating. Mm. And she's just like, you know, I I just I I'm trying. I, I practice and everything, but I don't sound as good as I used to. Mm. She can no longer walk. Um, but, and she's like, but you know, I, I'm still, you know, trying to sing, but my diaphragm is basically not there anymore. Mm. And so it's really hard to support the notes that I need to support and everything. And it was just so devastating and I cried, but, (laughs) and so I was, and she's like, so I'm really nervous for this like live zoom concert that I'm doing because my voice doesn't sound the same. Mm. And and I know that no one cares and everything, but still, you know, but you know, I still just want to go out there and just sing the songs that I love and everything. And so I was emotionally preparing myself. I was like, okay, Rebecca Luker. And this one means so much to me. My very first Broadway show was the 1998 revival of the sound of music starring her. Mm. And I will never forget when the, before she came on, you heard her voice from backstage singing. And then all of a sudden the set flew away. She came running down the ramp to sing the Hills are alive. And then the entire audience erupted in applause. Like, <laughs> and that was the one of the absolute greatest moments of my life. Like she means so much to me. Um, and so I was emotionally preparing myself. I was like, okay, 
this might be hard to watch because, you know, her her voice might sound a little weak and everything. And, you know, so I was like, but you know what? I'm doing it for her <laughs> and everything. And she started singing. And this bitch sounds incredible <laughs> still, still has a beautiful soprano voice. Right. And it's like, what are you talking about? You still sound amazing. I love it. Her technique is still 100% great. I love it. Amazing. Good for her. And I was just like, you did that on purpose. <laughs> I was like, you were trying to get everyone to be like, oh, no, no, wait. I feel like people notice stuff like in themselves of so much course. more than anyone else would. And I'm sure like she physically feels the difference yeah. and everything. But Rebecca, if you're out there listening. Which we assume you are. We assume you are. <laughs> you sound incredible. Keep singing. Keep posting videos of yourself singing because you sounded absolutely stunning. Mm. Like not, no time has gone by. Like between it. what now and between 1991 when she was in the secret garden and now her voice sounds exactly the same. She sounds beautiful. She's an icon, a legend. Um, we love her. All we right. stand. Yeah, it was it was just like a very emotional, moving Aww. experience for me. And I was just like, Rebecca. <laughs> I was like, girl, All right. you lie. Well, I'm glad she still sounds amazing. Oh, she sounds great. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So as I was mentioning earlier on in the podcast, I have been, you know, consuming a good bit of content. Uh, Love, Victor came out mm-hmm. on Wednesday night, I believe. Starring Matt Palmer himself. I mean, starring is strong. But if you go, when he goes into a coffee shop or in which he works, you'll see a Get Lost poster in the back. Just keep an eye out. Um, but yeah, so I think Jackson and I powered through that whole thing all by the end of Friday night we had finished the whole thing you were up to like three I know which you know I never do you don't I am not a late person (laughs) I like to be in bed asleep but I just I was so invested I cared so much it just was so heartwarming and I thought all the performances were really great and that I mean honestly that one girl who I need to look up her name the girl who plays Mia the girl who's like his girlfriend for a lot of the season is and she's also on This Is Us, and she's the girl who plays uh, the college-aged wife of Sterling K. Brown, and you're like, they look exactly the same. Okay. And she's such a good actress. I'm like, okay. you need to be in everything. Like, she, and like the whole time, I don't know, at least for me, not to spoil, so this is kind of a Love, Victor spoiler, so you can fast forward if you want to watch it and haven't. Uh, the whole time, it's like him figuring out that he's gay, mm-hmm. but he has this girlfriend, and so you're kind of like, holding your breath being like oh fuck I know she's going to find out I know this is all going to come to a head of course. and it's just like Victor just tell her just tell her just tell her and just but honestly the thing that gave me like peace in watching it was you know what when she finds out she'll act the shit out of that scene yes, <laughs> yes. and she absolutely did and she was so good so I completely stand her I am already ready for the second season it just is a heartwarming story I think it's good that it's you know Love Simon was very white mm-hmm. and this is very much you know a Latino family who's less uh, you know more working class and less like upper echelon like Simon course, was she's like oh we are we're you know huh we were so open to the game exactly <laughs> and it's like not every family's like that so I thought that was really nice to see um 
I don't know. It just was lovely and wonderful, and I can't recommend it enough. It's very heartwarming. If you need a, a heartwarming tale to get you out of the horror show that is our news cycle at the moment, I would suggest Love, Victor is a good place to start. Um, I also just finished tonight watching Disclosure, which is the new documentary on Netflix, which is uh, just a documentary interviewing trans people in media about the media they consumed growing up, mm-hmm. uh, the trans representation that they had seen throughout their lives and even prior to, and... Um, uh, it just is an amazing, amazingly well put together documentary. It is all of the subjects. And I feel like to be a trans person, I don't and maybe not every trans person is like this. Obviously, not every trans person is like this because, you know, Caitlyn Jenner. But if you are not a person of like a crazy amount of means like Caitlyn Jenner, you have to arm yourself with facts and knowledge. Like mm-hmm. I feel like the trans experience requires you to speak for your community even so much more so than being gay does Mm -hmm. like you just so often are asked these questions at least for a time when we were growing up it was so common to ask about a trans person's transition and their genitalia journey and all of this stuff and it's like we're finally getting to a point where it's like you know I actually don't want to talk about that because it's very personal and like I will not be having sex with you so it doesn't Mm -hmm. matter um but I think it just you see all of these people in the media and they're speaking with such knowledge and they're just so informed where it's like because it's so, so many people are like oh I don't want to be a role model like I don't want to have to speak for my own community but they're like I have to because yeah. there's so few of us out here and there's so little not like if you do not know it like a trans person or like surround yourself yeah. like with transgender culture yeah. like there's so little out there exactly like it's, it is so foreign to you and that is why so many people kind of just stick to like whoa like, I know like what do they look like naked yeah. you know so it's and even I like that Katie Kirk interview is like iconic Right. Like, speaking of Katie Couric, <laughs> um, that Katie Couric interview is iconic because like, even I, that was a moment where I was just like, oh, you know, I guess they do I get know. asked about like their genitalia. you don't even and, notice it. Or that, I didn't at the time. And, and that then, must be really annoying because yeah. it's like, why don't you ask me like what it's like to apply for a damn job? Right. Like right. what and, it's like shopping for clothes, like what it's like walking down the street. You right. Know? But it's like growing up, like everything is kind of just like the most um, sensationalized thing you can think of. Like, why has it got to be that? Yes. And it's like, that's why I feel like it is not a coincidence that like the, you know, not the first, but one of the major voices, probably the biggest, you know, celeb outside of Caitlyn General trans celeb is Laverne Cox. And the fact that she is so insanely knowledgeable and Mm -hmm. like is an activist and like knows her history to a T. It's just like, I just I just feel like there's so many people would love to say I don't want to be a role model I don't want to do this but it's the you know to be a trans person especially to be Laverne Cox she's like I am that I will be that and I have to be that mm-hmm. I'm going to be the role model that I needed growing up mm-hmm. and you don't even you know I, I, when you're growing up and watching these movies you know a lot of which I have not seen because you know movies blah, but <laughs> but you'd see these tropes and it was just like crazy to see them talk about how you know from Alfred Hitchcock movies and from you'd see like these psychopathic trans people and like the only reason that a man would want to address is if there was like something mentally wrong with them and mm-hmm. then they go into like of course um, the the trans deaths that always happen on these cop shows and like the little things that get said and I think even it does a good job of bringing up both points of like 
people, some people were like, I saw Boys Don't Cry and that was my experience on screen and I felt so amazing about watching that. And some people were like, this terrified me. This scene, oh, yeah. I, this, I was truly my worst nightmare and I yeah. found it so traumatic. And also the real story included a black man who was a friend of uh, Hillary Swank's character in the real life and mm-hmm. who was also killed. Mm-hmm. And they just completely erased this person from the story. And it's like, you know, to a black trans person who knows all of this it's just like what the fuck why can blackness and transness and queerness not all be in the same story why does it have to be oh that complicates things or makes things too much when it's like well that's what really happened so I just I couldn't recommend it enough I feel like in the documentary they say 80% of people you know don't know a trans person in real life and you know 80% 80%. to me that's a very that's a much lower number than I thought yeah so that was the number that was given but I feel like if you know you're one of those 80% and you want to understand I think it's it's so great because it's like you said it's amplifying the voices of people that need to be heard and uh, I feel like there was also talk of and I feel like kind of weirdly that I am Kate show that was on about Caitlyn Jenner Mm -hmm. uh, was like as much as she's like you know a monster (laughs) the show wasn't about her it was about all these other trans people and trans women in her life and their careers and like them speaking about their existence in a way that was really amazing and impressive and important so I and they talk about Transparent and Mm -hmm. Jeffrey Tambor I don't know they talk about every any sort of trans thing, any sort of like trans representation in media that you can think of, they kind of touch upon it and like give two sides to the coin about things, unless they're like completely deplorable, which a lot of the earlier things were. <laughs> uh, so I just think it is fascinating and illuminating and I can't recommend it enough. Yeah, it's not, I was impressed. Like I just uh, came in at when you were watching the tail end of it, mm-hmm. but I saw there were a lot of people being interviewed and everything. Yes. And I think that's so wonderful because like, like there are so many different experiences that each individual person in any group has right um, but I, th- I think a lot of people see a transgender experience as sort of being like a monolithic thing and it's yes. like no, no 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 like they all have their own different lives and right. their own even different philosophies about what being transgender means and everything yes. and what gender means to them and yes. everything you know not everyone is in like full agreement on every single solitary detail right. and, and you know so it's it's just great to get as many perspectives as possible. Absolutely. And like shows like I Am Kate, it's like, sure, you know, Caitlyn Jenner, you know, is Caitlyn Jenner. But, <laughs> you know, the fact that she did have all of these differing ideas and opinions on one show and everything. And the fact that she was able, like that show was able to get a whole set of eyes that probably wouldn't watch exactly. something like this exactly. to watch a story about, was it just about trans women or was it about, I think it was most, trans, at least the episodes that I saw were trans women. I know okay. like she like had a group of trans women that she was connecting with, but I don't know if there were trans men featured as well, mm-hmm. but, uh, disclosure. Can't recommend it enough. Okay. Okay. Oh my gosh. I guess we did it. We did it. We potted. You know, people thought we'd never make it, but here we are. Here we are, guys. <laughs> and next week, we're going to do it again. I know. Can you believe? Unless something goes horribly wrong. I mean, let's hope not. Let's think positive. It'll be fine. Keep it positive. Mm. Oh, I love that song. Brilliant. <laughs> Everything about Legally Blonde is brilliant. I know. It's perfect. Laura Bell. Laura Bell. I know. Thank you. Laura Bell. Thank you for your work. Thank you for your service. <laughs> um, and thank you for listening. Follow us on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Matt Paul Music. And uh, it's Matt Steele. Two Gay Mats for both of us. You can go to patreon.com slash two gay mats for extra bonus content from us. Go to youtube.com slash two gay mats to see our videos. We just reviewed uh, Chloe and Hallie's um, Ungodly Hour, which is a bop. Yep. So, um, and we love you all. Is there anything else you'd like to tell everybody? 
before we say goodbye? Um, nope. Nope. <laughs> All right. Goodbye. <laughs> you always ask me that and I'm always just like, no. I don't know. Maybe you'll have something else. Sometimes you do. I say goodbye and I love you all. Okay. Goodbye. Bye. Love you.